we're in a uh, new series that uh, we we've been looking forward to for a long time. And, uh, Hold on a second. Yeah, you're going to have to get going. I'm going to get my computer ready here. All right. Okay. Got it. Fired up, woman. I'm ready All right. to hear. Excuse us for the technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> so we are starting a new series this morning on uh, the signs of the times, knowing the trends, living with hope. And we have been um, wanting to do a series on this subject for a while. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, you, when you look out at all the things that are happening in the world, we thought, okay, this is the perfect timing, the perfect opportunity um, to dig into the Word of God, to see what Scripture says, to help us interpret what we are seeing around us today. We are seeing some unprecedented things today, are we not? Yes, we are. And so uh, I just want to start with prayer there, here, because we need the Holy Spirit's help in understanding uh, Scripture. So, Father, we just come, we pray in the name of Jesus, we're asking for your wisdom. Holy Spirit, you know, we invite you into the room, we invite you into our heart, you're the revealer of truth. Teach us this morning, give us your guidance, give us your wisdom about the day and the time that we live in. God, open up the eyes of our understanding so that we respond from our heart, yes. Lord, in a way that is pleasing to you and be really just becomes a blessing in our own lives and the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so we don't, uh, we start right off the bat and say we don't intend to sound like experts on the subject necessarily of end times because signs of the times kind of fits with end times. Um, there are some things in Scripture that are very clear to understand, and yet there are other things, there are, other, there are schools of thought and ways of interpretation that some people might mm -hmm. differ on, and uh, we'll be sure to do our best to be led by the Holy Spirit and also to let you know this is how we interpret this passage of Scripture, and this is how we interpret the timing of this passage of right. Scripture. Uh, but we urge you to be like um, the, the Bereans, Bereans, yeah, in the book of Acts. The Bereans were people that when they, it said when they heard the gospel, when Paul had brought the gospel to them, they welcomed the message, but it said then they searched the scriptures to see if these things were so. Come on. So we encourage you, study the scriptures yourself. Don't, don't just listen to anybody. Don't even just listen to us and just take everything blindly like, well, if they said it, that must be true. Search the scriptures and see if what we're saying is so. Because we want to all come into an understanding together on it. So, so why study signs of the times? Because, you know, a lot of pastors tend to shy away from this for the very reasons that I just said. Mm -hmm. There are sometimes ways and timings that are interpreted differently. But Jesus told us to, to look at the signs of the times and to be aware of them. He, he actually rebuked the Pharisees. Those were the religious people of the day. He said, you all know how to look at the sky and you're studying. Oh, we, we can see how the sky looks and we know the weather patterns. We can foretell that. He said, but you're ignorant. You don't understand the signs of the times, like what is actually happening right in front of you. I mean, there was the Son of God right in front of them, and they didn't recognize him. And several times, uh, Jesus exhorts his followers, and he says, be alert. Right. Watch and pray. Stay aware, you know, of the signs of the times. Why would he tell them that? Why is he still, because this word is the same yesterday, today, forever. Why is he still telling us that today? because there's something that's going to happen on the horizon of time that he wants us to be ready for. Something really, really important. And that is to meet him yes. at his second coming to the earth. 
I mean, one day, all of the lawlessness that we see, all of the rebellion against God, will be brought into submission yes. to the reign of Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And he, that's really our blessed hope. Correct. That is our blessed hope, that one day this is all going to be fixed. It won't all be fixed in our lifetime. It will be fixed when he finally comes again and he puts down all rebellion. Hallelujah. And he's allowing you and I to decide now which side we're going to be on. Are we going to walk on the side of righteousness and learn of him? Or are we going to go with the flow of the world? And Jesus' returning, Scripture says, for people, people that are ready and waiting to meet him for this reason. And it's, so it's important that we understand what's on the horizon of time. Jesus is going to come back and rule this earth in righteousness. And his glory will fill the earth, it says, as the waters cover the sea. And it's going to be his millennial kingdom that he's going to set up on the earth. And when he comes for his church or his bride, you know, it's the believers in that generation, Scripture says, will be caught up to meet him in the air. And we refer to that as the rapture. Mm -hmm. That's before he steps on the earth. Before he steps on the earth. Scripture says we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. We will... This mortal body will put on immortality. Hallelujah! And we will experience the fullness. That's when we will know the fullness of our salvation. Spirit, soul, our mind will understand things clearly in our body. Our, yes. Thank God our bodies will be physically healed. No more death, Amen. dying, Amen. sighing, sickness. Or pain. And that is truly our blessed hope. Or pain, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> But there's something in all of that that Jesus still wants us to be ready for. He wants us to be ready for that day. But, he, but here's the other part of that day. It said each of us were going to have to stand, every believer is going to stand before Christ and give an account of their life. And Jesus tells us that there will be rewards on that day or losses on that day that you and I as believers will experience. And, you know, he says we can build our life... Uh, if we, if we lay a foundation in Christ and we, we can build our life, it says, on works that are like sil gold, silver, and precious stones, works that we do in faith and obedience to Christ in this life, or we can build our life with works that amount to wood, hay, and straw. And so this is really an important part to understand. I mean, Jesus sees, and we tend to think, well, if I'm going to build my life and do works that qualify as gold or silver or precious stones. Don't think, I have to do something enormously big and outstanding for That's God. That's really good. Most of our lives are made up of just little pieces and decisions and choices in everyday life of obedience to follow God, to go his way, to walk in love, to walk in forgiveness. I mean, Jesus said, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, you won't lose your reward. That's a little act. And sometimes we, we tend to think, I've got to do these big things for God, but we, it's just the little acts in everyday life of, I believe the hardest ones are really walking in love and walking in forgiveness when you don't feel like it. Come on. But you're doing it because you know the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart. You go, I, I have the power to do this. Amen. My flesh just doesn't want to do it, yep. but I'm going to do it because I know the Lord would want me to. That's a little, I believe that's like a little shiny piece of gold 
you know, that Come you're on. laying the foundation in your heart for. And so we want to be people, you know, that have rewards on that day. That's part of this preparation. And some people might say, well, you know, even if all my things get burned up, if I just live sort of a some whatever, like a whatever life, I just kind of do my own thing. And I think that's part of building our life with works that are wood, hay, and straw. I might say I love the Lord, but I don't really follow him and I don't really obey his leadings and his word. Mm-hmm. We could say, well, at least scripture says I'll be saved even if all my works are burned up. That's but a bad attitude. I want you to think about this for a moment. Just try to put yourself in the, this, this place. Like, because I believe the intensity of that moment, like when we see Jesus face to face, we will see him in all his glory. We will then understand the great love and forgiveness and the mercy and the grace that he's given us to overcome all, you know, all the trials in our life. Yes. And I think if we sit, if we stand there and we look back on our life and we think, I minimized it. <laughs> I kind of squandered it. Mm. I didn't really think about this moment and how good you've been to me and what you've, how you've helped me to overcome in my life. I believe we'll stand there with a deep sense of regret. And go, oh, I, I, I wish I would have done it differently. And I believe the Lord's going to still welcome us into his kingdom and say, come. Come into my kingdom. But he desires to give his people rewards. Amen. He does desire to give his people rewards. And I don't want to live looking forward to that day and think, I, I'm going to regret that day. No, I want to be happy about that day. I do want, and I believe you want to hear, well done. Amen. Good and yes. faithful servant. We can't hear that because Jesus tells us in the parable, depending on how we live our life, we can hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And so the other, thing, I'm, uh, the other thing that's important to understand about his second coming is this, and then I'll let you get Go started. I'm sort of going on and on that's here. all but, right. You know, if you are not a believer and you are not caught up with him in the air at that point, you will stay on the earth, but Scripture tells us you will experience what the Bible calls the tribulation period, the great tribulation, where the wrath of God against sin is going to be poured out in a measure that the earth has never seen before. It really will be one of the most difficult times on the earth to be living. And this this gives us context for this first scripture of why Jesus said to be aware of the signs of the times. Look at Luke 21, 36. It says this, therefore, this is Jesus talking. He says, therefore... Always watch and pray that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will happen and to stand before the Son of Man. Yeah. That's a sobering scripture. It should make us all think. He's saying, therefore, always watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy. Some translations say that you would have overcoming power. Yes. In other words, you're not going to be sucked into the the negativity, and we're going to get into that, that's going on, the trends in the world. But you're going to have power to escape all these things and stand before the Son of Man. So that's the reason. That's, that's one of the main reasons why we really do need to look at the signs of the times and be aware and examine our own lives. We have to really come to a place where we uh, place our values in the proper place. Amen? I mean, we have four, re- four prayer meetings on purpose. 
because we're, we're in difficult times. And these prayer meetings are going to build your faith. They're going to help you in every way. Now, the second reason that we really do want to study this, this uh, end times, the uh, trends that Jesus spoke about, is because he wants you and I to walk by faith, live by faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God, amen? amen. And then he wants us to walk in hope. He wants you and I to be overcomers. That's part of the rewards. If you look at the book of Revelation, he specifically tells you rewards that will come to an overcomer. And an overcomer, well, you're going to have to read the book to find out what that is. Because then, you know what, when you start reading the book, things are going to start, your priorities are going to be changing. And that's a good thing, amen? It's good to find out about it now before it's too late, isn't it? You know, any good father is going to want his children to be prepared for life's problems, life's difficulties, even life's pitfalls. He, a good dad wants to train their children to be aware of certain things. Even an average father wants that for his kid. Now, how much more does our Heavenly Father want us prepared for what is about to happen? Yeah. He wants us to be ready. He wants us not to be confused about it. He wants you and I to be able to navigate through the things that are about ready to come upon the earth. And we're seeing these trends right now. He wants you and I to be strong in faith. He wants us to know how to be helped by the Holy Spirit, how to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Mm-hmm. He does not want us to run and hide. Yeah, right. He wants us to represent Him well. And this is what we are. You and I, we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. This is why He's given us His Word. The Word is what? A light to our path. It is a light. It's the plumb line that we need to find right and wrong. It's the plumb line we need to have a righteous heart a righteous spirit and this is going to help us as we see what's happening in the world today it's going to be that plumb line that we're going to be able to determine well right from wrong right from wrong this is pretty easy to see the word of god will instruct our hearts it will prepare our hearts it will prepare our emotions listen because emotions are going to be Uh, running out of control at times and if we're anchored like pastor Mamie says if our foundation is the living stone Jesus Christ himself and we're building gold silver precious stones on top of that our emotions will be in check we will not be led by our emotions we'll be led by the spirit of the living God it's the plumb line that we need to see what's happening in the world right now Because without the Word of God planted in our heart, you know what? We're going to make faulty interpretations of what's going on. You and I will be caught up in the the world's system. We'll start to listen to all the sea of voices about what everybody thinks is happening. We'll buy into the false narrative that they want you to believe. And we don't want that. If you and I have a biblical foundation, know what the Word says, 
We're all going to have a better understanding of what we're seeing and what we're hearing. We'll be able to discern what is really happening. God's word tells us at the end of this age, it's very clear, at the end of this age, pressures in the world are going to increase. There's going to be confusion, mass confusion on a global scale. It says, we're going to be looking at some scriptures, but it says Jesus warned his believers, us, that the whole world will hate you because of his name. The persecution on Christians is going to arise to an unprecedented time. We thought, we read about what happened during that Roman Empire, it's going to get worse. It's really going to get worse. We see now even cities, governmental officials, agreeing with lawlessness. Yeah, take over this part of the city. It's okay. You're patriots. Mm. Listen, when you stand for righteousness, you're going to stand out very clearly in these times. Amen? But we've got to be fearless in all of this. And, and people were going to distort what you say. They're going to lie about you. They're going to go on Facebook and tell lies about you. <laughs> you know? And then if you can have a rebuttal, they're going to say, you know, it's like, if you don't agree with me, then I, I, I quit you. I can't, it's the old cancel culture. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah, what is a cancel, cancel culture? culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's happening in the church, folks. It is. It's happening in the church. Look at this next scripture, James chapter 1, verse 19. This is some of the ways that we will be able to navigate during this time. He says this, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. We have this all mixed up, don't we? Even in the church, we have it mixed up. You go on one of these news programs and whoever overtalks the other person, whoever's loudest, whoever interrupts, somehow they think they win the argument. But it's silly. This is getting harder and harder to obey, isn't it? This is why we need to pray. This is why we need to get the word in our heart. And the truth is offenses are brewing everywhere. Everywhere. And it is creeping inside the church. You know, I can't believe that they said that about me. I thought they were a Christian, you know. They lied about me. (laughs) But you and I have to pause and realize this. Guess what? We signed up for this. It says, all who will live godly will be persecuted in this life. We signed up for this. You know, as we look at these trends that we're going to bring out in this series, (laughs) I don't know if we're going to get to very many today, but if we look at these trends, we understand that we're forewarned. And that will help us not to be shocked because somebody said this about me. It, won't, it, it will help us to combat the bitterness and the hatred that wants to creep in and grab hold of our hearts. Yeah. 
Otherwise, we're going to be offended over and over and over again. Isn't that right? Yeah. The, the society's on a negative trajectory. Do you understand yeah. that? Yeah. And I've said this for years. We are like salmon going upstream, yeah. and we have to do the salmon dance. <laughs> Please, we'll be dancing as we go. Yeah. That's right. But you know what? You and I have to have the power, the strength of spirit. And I think that what happens is we get lulled to sleep and we think we have more strength than we do. And we, we need to actually get honest with ourselves and get into the word to build our strength up. Yeah. Because it will be real easy for us to start acting like the world. We need to be able to act in a spirit that's opposite of the world. Yes, amen. We need to walk in love. We need to walk in forgiveness. We need to walk in mercy. Because, and there's a great, there's a scripture. Let's pull that scripture up. This is a warning for the church. This isn't a warning for the world. It's the warning for the church. We don't want our love to grow cold. It's in Matthew 24, verse 12. You know, because temptation to do this, the, the pressure that's going to come on this earth, the pressure especially that's going to come on Christians yeah. who are going to stand for righteousness is going to be, the only way we're going to be able to do that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And look what it says. And it says this because, Jesus says this, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Yeah. You got to guard yourself, folks. Yeah. We've got to guard ourselves. Yeah. How many times I say, when you see a politician you don't like and you're going to start to speak something, stop, pray for that person. Yeah. Per, you, turn the TV on and you watch the news, it becomes a mission field, amen? Yes. We'll start to pray for that person. Yeah. We need to pray that the eyes of their understanding and be enlightened. Oh, Lord God, they need the fear of you right now yeah. so that they can yeah. turn their life around and start walking in your ways. Right. This is the importance of prayer. Yes. This is part, yes. much of the reason, I believe, why Jesus said to watch and pray. Because there's power in prayer. I think we forget that. I think we do think, like Jason was saying about our prayer meetings, we're not sure what, why, we, we, why we should join in together to pray. But Scripture says we're two or more gathered yes. in His name. And, we, and we're looking into Scripture. The Holy Spirit comes. The yes. Holy Spirit's power is there to help us. And he's laying down a path so that we're not caught up in the snares and the temptations to stumble and fall in the future. We need prayer to go before us. Yes. And this is why God's people during this time, we, we need to be praying, God, we want your kingdom to come and Amen. your will to be done here on earth, because God has a plan and purpose that he's working out in the midst of all the confusion. God knows what he's doing, but he needs his people to pray. I just don't believe the church understands the power that he's given us and the authority to pray and to, to help bring these things to pass against the increasing darkness yep. that's going to be coming. God has a harvest field out there. He has people that he wants to, to save Amen. and bring into salvation the knowledge of the truth. And it's going to take the church to be praying to draw people that are just sin sick, if you will, under the power of it to come into the saving grace of Christ. And so as you look around and you see all these negative trends that are taking hold, it's not enough for us to just go, oh my gosh, did you see the law that just got passed? Or, I mean, how many times do we do this yeah. now? 
just the disintegration of morality yep. in our world. I think there's like this systematic deconstruction of family values that's going on by what universities are teaching. Right. I mean, a lot of what we're seeing now, the anarchy that's come out of these protests is coming from what's been taught behind the, the scenes in the universities. And they're passing laws, you know, that protect all kinds of alternative lifestyles. They're just wanting to pass a lot of decriminalized prostitution. Yeah, go look it up. <laughs> it's right out there. It's all, you know, it's coming, all of it, all of this is in such direct opposition to the truth we find in the Come Word on. of God. That's right. And it's a purposeful work of darkness is what we have to realize. Darkness is at work. This isn't just people fighting against people with different opinions. I, we bring this up all the time in our prayer meetings. We have to remember that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. The Come principalities, on. powers, and rulers of the darkness. Satan, the devil, is behind the darkness and the chaos that we see in the world. And God needs his people to pray Come on. that right in the midst of it, God, like the Lord's Prayer... Holy is your name. Yes. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We need to have God's will come to pass before Jesus comes back. And so I believe, you know, we do need to brace ourselves in many ways for the intensity of darkness that is coming, the, the per perversion, the hatred that is building in the social order. I hate to sound like gloom and doom, but we do have to look at reality and see what's happening because of the power of sin and its ability to blind yes. people. Scripture says sin has a blinding power. People have no idea their capacity individually or collectively to go into darkness. That is true. I want you to think about that statement. People have no idea. If you're not walking with God and you don't understand the forces of darkness, you have no idea the capacity for people that don't know him to, to individually and then collectively go oh. into darkness. You know, at the core of man's delusion, and this is a delusion, man thinks that at the core he's good. Yeah. It's just a delusion. Give, it's a delusion. You know, just give a person the right environment and good will come out. No. The scripture says that man's heart is exceedingly wicked. <laughs> and there's no one good, no, not one. I sometimes wonder if we really believe that. This is why our only hope yes. out of this is the transforming power of the truth that comes with the gospel and just the knowledge of God. I mean, if we give a person the right environment, you know, we, th we say, oh, his, the good will come out if you believe that. But really, it's often just the opposite. Yes. Because in certain pressurized environments, you don't see good come out. Darkness comes out. I mean, just look at that anarchy that, you, that has come out of what was peaceful protests and really needed protests against yes. racial injustice. And calls now to defund the police. Autonomous zones. We don't need law and order like you have law and order with the police. You know, the, you know what an autonomous zone is. We're, we're going to create our own social order here. Yeah. And I had to think, you know, within a few days, within a week, there were a couple shootings in the, in the place in Seattle. The Patriot place. Someone... I, I think someone died even in that shooting. Yeah, did they die? Yeah. And I thought, so there goes <laughs> the peace, you know, in order 
that people are saying, we can do this on our own. And I think, you know, as we see this, people are going to be, and we, you look around and you think, how do people read this in the world? Mm-hmm. People become fearful. Tensions are rising yes. in the world over it. People become offended over it, divided over it, like you're saying, like, can you believe this is happening? And people start shouting their own opinions. And as believers, we do need to be braced to know Come where on. it's going. Yes. That God's still on the throne. his plan is still going to come to pass and we're not going to buy into the offense and that whole division and the shock of it can you believe it i i sometimes say this but then i have to remind myself yes i do believe it (laughs) because scripture says this is where it's going this is where it's going this is why god is saying look at these passages look at matthew 24 look at luke and 21. this is why we need one another in this day Amen. and time. So because true. if you're just at home watching this on your own, your mind, without having it be rooted and grounded in Scripture and some people around you to help calm you down sometimes when you get all flared up, well, wait a minute, brother, sister. Yeah. Let's look at it from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. It helps. It's going to become even more needed in the days ahead. Truth. That we can keep our head on straight. And keep the right perspective when we hang around with committed believers and people that are in the word of God. We can say, you know, I'm braced for it. You're going to be stronger spiritually because Amen. of it. Amen. Then we want, we want to be saying, I'm braced to walk in love. Help me, Lord. Yes. I'm braced to walk yes. in humility. Yes. Like, help me, Lord. <laughs> even if I'm hated, even if people lie about me. Even if I'm mistreated, I have to tell myself, so, okay, good, I signed up for it. Let's do it. I know, I know where this is going. Right. Right? Correct. Yeah. And we've had to remind ourselves over and over again about these very things that we're telling you. Uh, you need to rely on God to help you obtain the strength yeah. to walk in love, yeah. to turn the other cheek, yeah. and to not repay evil for evil. Right. Uh, uh, The anger of man does not bring about the righteousness that God desires. You know, the truth is, is that we should not be shocked about what's happening. Just read the book, guys. Just read the book. Come on, read the book. And we're only on this earth 80, 90 years. And in truth, compared to eternity, that's only a few minutes. It's a blink of the eye. And let's get our eyes fixed on the Lord. Yeah. Because the truth is, Scripture declares that in the household of faith, what's going to happen? People are going to walk away from their faith. We see it now. You know, they're going to operate in this negative spirit, and they're going to spread it and try to spread it because it's demonically inspired. They're going to try to spread it in the local churches. That's why you do need a community of believers. You know, you, can't, you, you need one another putting the right things in our ears. Yeah. Encouraging one another yeah. to do good works. And yeah. so we see the day approaching. Yeah. <clears throat> but scripture speaks of a great falling away. And this is the next scripture here in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Paul is writing to Thessalonica. He's saying this, let no one in any way deceive you. For that day will not come. What day? He's talking about the second 
return of Christ. The return when he puts his feet on the rapture happens before this. And then he's saying this. The day will not come until the apostasy comes first. That is the great rebellion. The abandonment of the faith by professed Christians. And then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. The son of destruction. And I'll tell you what, we see this happening right now. It is going to happen. So this is being forewarned. It means that our hearts will be prepared. It won't be scandalized by or become bitter by everything that we see and hear. I'm not going to lose my walk with God because a believer treats me wrong. Amen. Anybody else agree with that? <laughs> yeah. Again, I'll tell you, we only have a few minutes on this planet compared to eternity, even if you're living 90 years. I have my relationship with Christ. I'm on this earth one time to do what he's asking me to do. I'm not going to give my inheritance up in Christ because somebody mistreated me or somebody else left the faith. Amen. Are you kidding me? Just because they call themselves a Christian and hurt your feelings, uh, that's it, I'm leaving the church because of them. We've heard it. We've heard it. You know, I'm finished with church because organized religion. It's just, we're all on a path in here. Not a single one of us have arrived. We all have blind spots. We all have faults. We're gaining ground on them, amen? Amen. But if we're ignorant of what's happening, we're going to slide right into the scenario that the world is trying to shove down your throat. We've got to understand God's Word tells us, well, this is going to happen. This is, this is going to happen. So if, we're heart, if our hearts are prepared, we won't fall into the traps that are laid out for you by the devil. Yeah. He knows you. I'm telling you what, he knows you really well. And he knows your weaknesses. And therefore, he's, got, he's had a five-year plan for you. But I'll tell you what nullifies all that. When you start to understand the word of God when you start to hang out with other believers, when you start to come to prayer, it brings you spiritual strength. Because we don't want to fall into the secular narrative of what's happening. Because when we do that, it makes you more vulnerable to fear, Mm -hmm. to anger, hatred, and deception. Now's the time. Now is the time. Because we're all really good at procrastination, are we not? Well, it sounds really good, maybe tomorrow, sir. <laughs> now is the time to get ourselves anchored yes. in God's word and yes. prayer. Start small. Start with the gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Pick one of them and start and just make it a goal. I'm going to read through this whole gospel. Read a chapter a day. Don't try to give yourself, I'm going to read 10 in a day, because you'll most likely falter in that. Give yourself a small goal. Hey, turn off Bob, square pants, Bob, sponge. <laughs> what is, 
<laughs> We're talking to adults. Wait, are we <laughs> I know I'm talking to adults. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we need to be anchored in this word. Because the word of God, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing yes. by the word of God. Come on. As we hear the word of God, you, you fellowship, you come to church, you hear messages like this. It bolsters your faith. And scripture says, right. this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Come on. Right? Yes. And so it's, it's taken us a little bit of time. We want to just lay a little foundation here to where we're going with the, the signs of the times. We titled the series, Signs of the Times. Uh, no. Hey, we've got to understand yeah. that we're in a unique time of yeah. history. And, and these things, are, 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 they're going to accelerate. I just want yes, to make this it. point that uh, what Jesus said was, in these scriptures that we're going to look at, we're going to pick out about 15 trends. I mean, more or less, depending on the Bible translation you use, but we're going to hone in on about 15 trends that Jesus talked about that we could see happening in the world. Right and he now. says, when all of these things happen together in one generation, know that I'm near, I'm coming. And people will say, well, what's one, how long is one generation? And there's debate about that. Is it 50 years? Is it 100 years? I don't know exactly which it is in Scripture. But it doesn't have to go through the full... It doesn't have, yeah. right. But we just do need to understand that we're living in a unique season of time. And it's true. And our hope is truly, our hope is that you would get into the Word of God and study these things out. You know, pray about them. Watch and pray like Jesus is asking us. Because the truth is, these are all accelerating right now in this generation. And people need to hear the gospel and to be able to anchor their hope and their their. Be able to walk away from fear and into hope and faith is what we need to do. Jesus says when these things that we're going to investigate, we're running out of time. Darn it. He says these are birth pains. Okay, birth pains. And what happens with this when we start talking about this, then Christians now all of a sudden are just completely focused on the birth pains. That's happening. Oh, that's happening. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Let's study this out. Oh, let's look at... You have birth pains for one reason. Something's being born. We need to get our... I don't know a woman who's had a baby that don't, doesn't have their eyes fixed on that child. They're not moving fixed on the pain. That baby's being born. That baby's being born. So God is asking us, understand, something's being born here for us to live. It's going to be the millennial kingdom for us to live in. It's going to be incredible. This will help us deal with the difficulties, the pressures of life. This whole world, I'm telling you, is on a negative cycle. It's on a death spiral. Every day day and getting worse. What's being born is that millennial kingdom where Jesus will rule and reign. Righteousness will be the standard. Love will abound. That's what everything is moving towards. Everything is moving towards His second coming. And we have to be prepared. We we really have to be prepared. I'm going to read this. I want you to read these chapters. Matthew 24. Matthew 25, I want you to read Mark 13, I want you to read uh, Luke 21, 
And we're just going to read a portion because this is kind of like zeroing in on specifically what we're talking about in these 15 trends that we will look at. Jesus says this on Matthew 24. All three of these are the same incident. Now, as he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. Now Mark 13 says this. Again, it's the same incident. They're on the Mount of Olives. And the disciples come to him and say, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am he. And will deceive many. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be troubled. For such things must happen. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes and famines in various places. These are the beginning of birth pains. Right. We're going to read from Luke 21, which again is a parallel passage. Yes. So they asked him, saying, Teacher, when will these things be? And what sign will there be when these things are about to take place? And he said, Take heed that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I'm he. The time is drawn near. Therefore, don't go out after them. Mm -hmm. But when you hear of wars and insurrections... Don't be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. So in all three of these gospel accounts, you see Jesus saying, you will hear of, you will hear of wars, you will hear of rumors of wars, a nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and all these other things, the pestilence, famine, mm -hmm. earthquakes. And some, you, we're seeing a lot of this in the earth today, are we not? And there'll be some people that would argue and say, we've seen this all along. And to a certain measure, that's true. There's always been earthquakes, there's been pestilences and plagues throughout the beginning of time. But I just want you to consider this. This is the first time in human history when something happens on one part of the world and within minutes sometimes, right. within an hour, or certainly within 24 hours, the other side of the world knows about it in detail, in live time, through technology and through the Internet. And so now things have become global news. You will hear of wars in a matter of 24 hours. Yep of what is going on. And when there's pestilences and earthquakes, that comes an increasing, with global news, comes an increasing global collective reaction. Does it not? Yeah. I mean, the human heart, 
I don't care what race you are, color, where you live, the human heart tends to have these same reactions yep. of fear, of panic, of anger. And the, collect the collective total that's happening through the technology, through your hearing this all the time, all over the world, the collective reaction is, is happening simultaneously, and I believe it's just creating a rising tide yeah. of negativity, of right. anger, of right. division. Mm -hmm. Rage. And it shifts the mood. It shifts the climate, the dialogue, the attitudes in governments and True. what the solutions should be. You know, searching for a global solution. I remember when the pandemic, when the COVID pandemic, somewhere, you know, was several weeks in, there was an ex-prime uh, minister of England who said, what we need right now is a global uh, answer. We need a global leader to respond to this global problem. Rather than finish figuring it out individually, we need one large solution to answer this. Oh, and my. See, <laughs> what we have to realize is that I believe the Antichrist will rise out of this pressurized environment, a man who's going to bring solutions to the world's mm -hmm. problem. And everybody in the world will be clamoring for the same thing. Yes, we need it because of all the hearing and hearing and hearing. And the dark side really wants the chaos because well, out, of sure. it, it, out of it, he will bring the solution to it. That's, so it's, that's it's, the Marxist deal is that out of confusion, we bring order and you lose your freedoms. But it's bigger than that. Again, with the news that's going on, folks, it really does turn the hearts of all mankind. Yeah. And you know the news, it feeds you what? Lies. <laughs> it feeds you fear. Fear. Yeah. Fear. Division. It does not feed you faith. It brings fear. Yeah. And fear is an enemy. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of love and power and a sound mind. Yes. You need to know these things. You need to get them anchored in your heart because you've got to build your foundation on the rock. Yeah. Yeah. On the rock. Yeah. Because we are in troubled times. Yeah. And we, we truly believe that it's all ramping up. Yeah. And this is where the church has to put its priorities right. You as an individual have to put your priorities right. We're, we, there's no time. Yeah. You know, in, in, Mark, in Matthew 25, talks about the parable of the ten virgins. It's like, oh, the bridegroom's here. Light your lamps. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And well, they didn't have enough oil in their lamps. And there's a scary verse in there. And we're going to look at it. We in will. Because <laughs> we've run out of time. <laughs> and we just really began to touch on the idea of yep. the importance of understanding the trends. But like Pastor Steve was saying, despite all the upheaval, we must remember that Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. That's You'll correct. have tribulation. Yep. But take heart, I've overcome the world. So we need now to know how to be pressing into the Word of God, pressing into the heart of Jesus. Yes. And not let our heart be troubled. And so let's just bow our heads as we close out this message. We want to pray a couple prayers before we close. Father, we've seen, you know, some interesting, startling things, really, in your Scripture, sobering things. Yes. 
Lord, I, I pray for us, Lord. I pray that we'll be a people that would respond with the right heart to the things that we're seeing in the world today. Father, we, I pray you give us the right perspective that truly your will and your purpose and plan for your people, for the precious fruit of the earth, yes. the people that you love, you want to see salvations come. Father, I pray you help us as a church to rise up and be those people to pray, to reach out, to walk in love, to walk in humility, yes. to walk in an opposite spirit from what the world is putting out. Help us, Father. And you know, you might feel like, well, I'm not even affected by the, all this. I don't even know what's happening in the world. I don't even watch the news. <laughs> but beloved, it doesn't mean that it's not happening. It is happening around us. And the, the, the Lord wants to give you his heart, give you his perspective so you're prepared. So your children are prepared. Your grandchildren are prepared yes. for the days ahead. So help us, Lord. Fill our hearts, our minds with your perspective. Help us to be people of prayer, Lord. I pray you turn this church, shift it into a church that prays, Lord, and finds your spirit in those times of prayer when we meet during the week. That we would rise up, Lord, and feel your presence and know we are doing your will. We are safe and secure right in the palm of your hand, right where we're, we're supposed to be. Thank you, Lord. Maybe you're here today and you don't know whether even you are going to go to heaven. If you pass from this earth today, would you be standing in the presence of God? You want to pray that? I'll go let you finish that. It's God's desire that all men be saved. All men. Yes. All men, all women, all children, everybody. God's desire is that people come to the saving knowledge of His Son, Jesus Christ. That men and women would repent of their sin and, and, and recognize that I am in desperate need of a Savior. Yes. And that's why God sent His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the form of a man. He lived a perfect life. He was fully God, fully man. He walked the road for one purpose. To give his life a ransom for many. He became mine and your sin substitute. He took your sins upon himself and he went to that cross willingly. All for love because he loved you. Because he knows the effect that sin will have on a human being. He knows the outcome if somebody doesn't turn. If you're here today and you, you need a Savior, you recognize that you've been living your life the way you want to. You haven't been submitted to Christ at all. God has His arms stretched out for you. And He said, come to me. Come to me. Yield your heart to me. I'll forgive you of your sins. I will cause you to be born anew. A child of the living God. A spiritual reality. If that's you, you ready to give your life to Jesus? I'm asking you to raise your hand. Today's the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Not when you walk out in the parking lot today. Right now. Today is the day of salvation. There's a scripture that says, you choose this day, choose this day, who you'll serve. 
And the answer was righteous. The answer was, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.